I wake up every morning with a purpose and I see beauty every day in this journey. Learn and hold your head up high and be brave. It might be a bad hair day. You might see wrinkles that weren't there yesterday, but just hold your head high, be brave, and you smile and laugh. Something else that I want to include in this podcast is aging gracefully. Some of you compliment strangers and believe in the power of simply being kind. And oh yeah, we'll talk about the right clothes that make you look good and feel Hello and welcome to Coming Home with Barbara McKay. My name is Andrew Rusnak and I'm the producer of Coming Home with Barbara McKay. You know, Barbara's new book, Coming Home, Recipes and Reflections from a Life in the Spotlight, is all about sharing Barbara's stories of family and faith. Now, if you haven't picked up a copy, you can search for it on Amazon or visit barbaramckay.com. But Barbara has so many incredible friends who share her passion for healthy families and strong faith. And today, we have a very special guest that Barbara is so excited to welcome to our podcast. Teddy Orr will be joining us, one of Barbara's very special friends. Teddy has worked in the music business in Nashville and as an entertainment reporter for NBC. Uh, She's also a women's retreat speaker and an author. She's the author of the Balanced Life Bible Study Series, and we are just so excited to welcome Teddy today. Uh, She and Barbara are going to have a wonderful conversation about family and faith and probably throw in a little bit about food and fashion as well if I know Barbara. So without further ado, I will go ahead and turn it over to Barbara McKay and Teddy Orr. Okay, so get ready to smile and be inspired. I want you to meet my friend Teddy Orr. She's a singer. She's an actress. She's a TV personality. She now writes and she teaches us how to live that balanced life with a purpose through her beautiful Bible studies. So welcome, Teddy. You are coming to us from Texas right now. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. I'm I'm excited to talk to you any day, but especially today on your podcast, which I know is going to be a great success. And and I'm so thrilled that uh, you've asked me to do this. I'm so happy to be here. I am so honored that you decided to be my very first guest on the podcast. So thank you, Teddy. Okay, so you are in Texas right now, and let's back up a little bit so that people will know a little bit more about uh, about you and your history. Um, I know that when I was traveling all over the world and I was meeting and interviewing famous people, just as you did, that as I would chat with these people, they all asked me, every one of them asked me if I was from Texas. And I always considered that such a compliment. Well, I'm not from Texas, but you are. You are born there. You were bred there. You are back there now. So tell me, how has Texas influenced who you are today? Well, I'll tell you, Barbara, the reason people thought that you were from Texas is because not only are you so friendly and you're so engaging, but Texans in general, and I'm talking about native Texans, you know, I'm a sixth generation Texan with a little Tennessee in there um, on both sides of my family. They're open-minded, big thinkers. Texans usually are not afraid to make a mistake. And I think that has influenced me a lot in my career because I've done a lot of different things as you have. And so it's a blessing to have that open-mindedness. I'm not afraid to make a mistake. That was sort of taught to me all growing up. That's the people that, you know, I was raised around, which was a blessing. So, um, and, and people that I knew growing up were very strong on faith and family, as you are. And Texas loved things like uh, 
patriotism, freedom, pride, the good kind of pride, you know, that you want to be your best and do your best. And so you fall right into every single one of those categories. And so I think that's why people probably thought that you were from Texas, because you have that open mindedness about you and you have just the just the way you are is very Texan. And it's, you know, in the way you think and the way that you present yourself, it's, it's a blessing. I'm going to get a Texas license plate and just put it on my car. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Teddy, so much. And you are the perfect Texan. Uh, I know that you have a history in country music. Mm-hmm. And tell me a little bit about that, because I know you're a wonderful singer and you met some amazing people. So tell everybody about that time in your life. Well, I was really blessed. I moved to Nashville um, shortly after college, and I was there for almost 10 years. I worked with the legendary, amazing producer of so many great acts, country acts, Tom Collins, including Barbara Mandrell, Ronnie oh. Mills, Waylon Jennings, many more. And I just, I sang a lot of demos. I got to perform on the Grand Ole Opry stage several times. And I just had such a, a beautiful, wonderful experience in Nashville. I also, uh, while I was there, because I was in the music business and worked really closely, mainly with Barbara Mandrell, I had access to a lot of different artists. I knew the musicians, I knew the agents, the managers, and I could get an interview. And so I started work um, at CBS and you were with CBS too. Yes. Um, I did a couple of interviews for them and that was such a huge blessing because it it got me um, a little bit of a tape so that when I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, after I married, um, I had a pretty good you know, viable tape. And I became an entertainment reporter in Charlotte after that. But my years in Nashville were amazing. I was on the road with Barbara some, and oh, that was an incredible experience. I have and, her music in my car. I, that is just oh, so I awesome. Yes. I love it. Well, she, she was born in Texas that was raised in California, but she has all those qualities that we just talked about and, um, was the best artist I worked for. She was amazing. And I, I just had a really, really lucky uh, draw there when I was there, you know, Barbara, and you can speak to this so much of, uh, what we did growing up and, and interviewing people, getting the interview is the big land, you know, you want to get the interview. So for me, it was always a little bit easier because I knew so many people in the background, the people who made things happen, whether it was the head of the label or the person's manager, most of my interviews came from those connections. And um, and I just loved it. That was a great time in my life. And then it fed into that television career that happened years after when I moved to Charlotte. Uh, Teddy, that was that was not luck. You were wonderful for them and with them and you are blessed and that's why they loved having you and having you do their interviews. So why don't you tell me about a couple of your most favorite interesting interviews? Barbara, you know, the best interview that you can have is someone that engages with you. Mm-hmm. And those, those interviews are just so wonderful. And I'll tell you, I was talking to my daughter, Lyndon, um, the Brad Pitt of our day was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And when I interviewed Burt Reynolds, I was so overwhelmed with his charisma. I could barely speak wow. and I'm not a starstruck person, right. but boy, when I met him, I had to actually refer to my notes, which I never tried to do. <laughs> you know, I'd always have a few little notes written down just in case, but I was a little tongue tied <laughs> with Burt Reynolds because 
and and it wasn't that you know he was something so um he was very attractive obviously so well spoken it was just something about his overwhelming personality that's probably the best interview i had we ended up having so much fun we had a lot of mutual friends in the business and that was a great interview dolly parton of course so oh, everybody um, loves her in, in fact uh, people will ask me all the time the same question they ask me about you. And that is, people will ask me about Dolly. Is she really like that? Is that how she is? And I say, yes, because Dolly is so authentic. That's just who she is. She couldn't be another way. People ask me that know that I know you. Oh, is Barbara like that? Is that how Barbara is all the time? And I say, yes. Bar I've known Barbara th for 30 oh. years. She is just like that. She's that friendly. She's that outgoing. She's that caring of an individual. And so my interview with Barbara was great because Barbara and uh, I mean, with Dolly was so great because Dolly and Barbara were good friends and she knew me from um, working with Barbara. So that was a great one. I had some fantastic um, opportunities with some great artists. And one of those was Tony Bennett, who even just, before our time. Wow. Yeah, our time. We we did a big week long um, story on the greatest music of the 20th century kind of, you know, story. And he happened to be in town and I got an interview with him and I will tell you, he was the most gracious, the most loving, the most humble person. And here he had a, an 80 year career of yeah. just fabulous. So those are some of the best. Well, there's no question that you bring out the best in them. And I'm sure they felt exactly the same way. And that's why they wanted to open up to you. We could talk about this forever. You're going to come back for sure. But let's get back to our favorite F words. We share the favorite F words and they are our faith and our family and our food and our fashion. <laughs> and we're going to save the best one, the most important one for last. But let's talk about family for just a moment. You have such a beautiful family. I have followed your daughter Lyndon's amazing career. So I want you to tell us about her, what things are going on with her now. And you have created such a special bond with your children. And I know that's something that everybody would like to have. So what advice do you have for helping moms communicate better with their children? So catch us up on Lyndon, tell us about her, and then why you were able to develop that beautiful relationship. Well, I have to tell you, I, I admire my daughter so much. So I'm going to try to be very humble. I'm going to be like Tony Bennett and be very <laughs> humble <laughs> and not brag too much. But I will tell you, this precious daughter of mine, she is such a radiant, beautiful Christian. She is just a light to everyone. She is lit from within. That's a common Those are phrase. just facts. Those are just facts. You're Those not bragging. Are, Those are just facts. She's she, fantastic. She um, she has such an eye on the prize. You know, I love it because just like Paul wrote in scripture, you know, she looks forward and she has her eye on the prize. She's a big career girl, but her goal every day is to walk on that set, whether it's a movie set or shooting, you know, mainly what Lyndon does is she's a professional model. She's been doing it since she was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. She was signed with Evolution there in Charlotte when she was a little girl and we spent the summers in New York and she was modeling and she worked into doing some acting and has been in some movies. And, but she walks on the set and she thinks, how can I bring the love of Jesus on this set? Mm. And 
people really react so positively to her. I'm very proud of her, of course, but mainly proud that she loves the Lord so much and that she she follows him. And she recently got married, and that was a beautiful, magical weekend. She married um, a precious, precious friend from high school that uh, she had dated, but they went their separate ways and then got back together. So that was a, a wonderful time. But she's she's working so much. She lives in Dallas now. She was in LA for many years and she shoots for Dillard's. And this week, I know she was shooting for Finley Shirts and Fossil, which is the watch and um, yeah. You know, wonderful purse company. She travels between New York and LA and Dallas, and she does a lot of weddings. She's been on some wedding magazine covers, and she just has quite the career modeling mainly. Of course, everything's on strike right now in Los Angeles, so she's not doing much of that. But she um, she just has a great career. I'll tell you, and in, in your other question about raising children, um, which a lot of people think is very difficult, I. I just think raising children can be a lot easier than you think it might be. And this is sort of just my mindset. It's that everyone knows who the boss is Mm -hmm. and that you're the parent, you're the boss. That makes everything pretty clean, clean boundaries. Everyone knows what their role is. I think that's important. But in in a relationship with a child, if you can establish just a tremendous confidentiality with that person. That is a key with children that you are trustworthy, that you have their best interest at heart, but also have boundaries and that you're the parent, but, but being a safe place mm-hmm. for your child to go. That a lot of people will call me and say, I can't get my child to open up to me. What is that telling you? That, that maybe they don't feel safe doing that. Do they hear you gossiping about other people and children, they think, oh, I don't want my mom to tell anyone that. You be that confidential, amazing, trustworthy person. You know, kids have fear and anxiety too. Yes, we they do. Um, and if you have several kids, I always tell people, I think it's very important to build that confidentiality and that trustworthiness by spending one-on-one time away from home, even if it's just to go run an errand, even if it's just to get an ice cream and to make a habit of that so that they can trust and look forward to that quiet time with their mom where it's just them. They may have something to say, just be that good listener, but to build on that trustworthiness, that that um, confidentiality will carry on into your adulthood. And that's what Lyndon and I have. It's that deep, loving trust. And that's what you want to have with your children. You're going to have to come back and we're going to have to do an entire podcast on the things (laughs) that you just shared, because I Mm -hmm. have so many thoughts on that and we'll share them another time. But that was beautiful. Perfectly mm-hmm. wonderful advice. So I, uh, I thank you so much for sharing that. And you live it. You you live all of that. And when you said that about anxiety, I love the Bible study that you did. Be calm, my anxious yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. And it's a study of Psalm forty six. So uh, there are all kinds of ways that we can learn more from you. And we'll talk about that as we go along, Teddy. But we'll move sure. along right now. Again, you have to promise to come back. We're okay. we're on to our next F word, and this time it's. Food. Now, I will tell you that I love my Tex-Mex food. My very first recipe, yeah, my first recipe that I did on TV was taco pie, and it was an Americanized version of a taco. (laughs) So what are some of you, I mean, you are the real deal. You are born and bred in Texas. You live there now. What are some of your favorite 
Tex-Mex well, dishes. Listen, Barbara, if any of my really good friends are hearing this, they're going to laugh <laughs> out that I'm talking about making food because everyone knows you are the cook. You have the fabulous cookbook. In fact, my best friend, Charlotte Barb Lucas, gave me your cookbook for Christmas this year. I absolutely love your guacamole recipe. It is so good. And I'm glad that you kept it very simple because that's kind of the the idea about Tex-Mex food, that they're not a ton of ingredients. There are a lot of spices, but um, making Tex-Mex food is, is sort of a simplified, wonderful way to cook. And I think people love Mexican food because it's so flavorful. It's sort of uh, fiesta, having a little party, you know, when we have Tex-Mex food, it seems like that at least. But um, I love to make several things. One is um, King Ranch chicken. Oh, yes. I know that. Oh, yes. <laughs> a fabulous, uh, amazing. That's a great thing to take to a party. Or if you're having a party, you can just make that casserole and a big, fabulous salad and you're done and and some bread. And, and that's just you know, a great way to entertain as well. So I do, I love that. And I, I I love that you threw some of those things in your cookbook because that was really, that was fun to read. Well, you are wonderful to come in on my cookbook. I appreciate that so, so very, very much. Uh, And maybe I need to get your version of the King's Ranch chicken because there are a lot of different versions out there. And I know that you have the real deal and Mm -hmm. I can put that on my website. So we will. Now we could talk about food for an entire other podcast, couldn't we? Before before we leave food. I will will say this about guacamole. Let's talk about that for one second. Yes, because that's everybody's favorite great um, recipe for that. But my daughter, Lyndon, who has a lot of allergy challenges, she suffers from migraines and she has a, she also has a, um, an Instagram and she's got two Instagrams, one for her career and one for food. And um, so she eats a lot of guacamole. It's that good fat from Mm -hmm. avocado plus all this fresh, wonderful, you know, ingredients that um, make into guacamole. So I think guacamole is a great thing to have on hand at all times. Mm-hmm. And we can on in Texas, we put it on everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea. This is what I'm learning from you. I'll start that'll be on my eggs tomorrow. Yes, I love it. The, uh, the Instagram for Lyndon, tell me what those <laughs> are, tell everybody what those are so they can find her. Oh. Yes. And she's so fun to follow, just following her career. It's Linden Fruit at Linden Fruit. And then her um, Instagram that gives a lot of recipes for people who have severe dairy allergies like she does or have suffered from migraine headaches is called The Linden Lifestyle. And that's L-Y-N-D-E-N. You're um, reading the, my mind again. I was going to ask you to spell Linden. So yeah. you just did. Thank you. Good. Well, we will look for those. Thank you. Okay, let's move along to fashion. (laughs) And Texas seems to be really influencing fashion these days. And I Mm -hmm. have to tell you, I at this moment, as we are speaking, even though no one can see us, I have on my Mirren Crosby boots, my Western (laughs) boots, I have on my denim jacket, because I just love Texas fashion too. Tell us a little bit about what you love about Texas fashion. Again, you have the real deal. Well, I'll tell you, I just went to this really fun party. Um, and it was a, it was at a fabulous saloon called the Armadillo Palace in Houston. And 
oh my gosh. Just it sounds looking. fun. Oh, it's so much fun. They had a fabulous uh, group of bands that played. It was my brother's law firm that actually put this on. And it was just amazing to see girls in really, really darling short dresses with their high boots, um, a lot of hats, a lot of really fun Texas fashion. And, you know, really Yellowstone, the television yes. Oh, yes. That has sort of brought back this, um, the long prairie dresses to wear with your boots, um, that kind of thing. So I, I love that. And Tacova, we talked about Tacova. Mm-hmm. I've that, already, done, I've gone there. I want the white ones. Yes. <laughs> yes. Boots. And Lyndon would like every color for Christmas. Thank you very much. But um <laughs> white ones and now she's got the brown ones but the blue suede ones are pretty amazing but the annie boot is sort of the hottest boot and you see them everywhere here um and i just i love that turquoise jewelry is sort of making yes. a back too yes oh you do you have powerful influence over us yeah it's it's the truth i'll tell you another great thing to have the blue jean jacket of course is just a staple and everyone needs to have one to throw over you know, whatever you've got going on. But there is a really great barn jacket that's Mm. King Ranch has a website and they have a lot of beautiful things and um, they have a cool barn jacket. It's just fun to wear around and it's very, um, it's very Texan. So yeah, you can check that out. And, I, I and- will. I will. I The reason I have on my denim jacket right now, and I do have on a dress that was, during the summer, it was my summer sundress with sandals, but mm-hmm. I am transitioning it now, making it what you just said, a prairie look dress with yes. a denim jacket and my boots. I love it. I love that so much. And that's such a great look. And, you know, it's really become sort of a classic look. Things go in and out of style. Mm -hmm. But I love this phrase. And that's that beautiful never goes out of style. Oh, yeah. And it applies to a lot of things, but especially the fashion. So if something looks great on you, the color's great, whatever the fashion statement is. And some people look really good in the shorter blue jean jacket. Lyndon looks really good in that. I'm more, you know, want that jacket a little bit longer <laughs> at my age but um I I think that beautiful never goes out of style and you represent that a lot Barbara because you you really help a lot of us older gals you know figure out what's fun for fashion and I appreciate that and, and we wear a lot of hats down here um most everybody has a hat you know love my hats love my hats love that People can't see you right now. Uh, I'm going to post a picture of you because they need to see how you look as beautiful as your heart is. That You are truly one of these people who you have have it all, the beautiful inside and out. And you're sharing with everybody such important things that make us all kind of glow with that inner beauty. So I'm remembering all of this. I'm writing it all down and Aww. I can't wait to put it into action. You're you're so amazing. Now, let's go to our favorite F word, the most important one of all, and that <laughs> is faith. And this is something that you have taken your experience and your career and you have turned it into something so powerful that truly you are changing lives everywhere you go. So let's talk about how we can all try to be more like you, Teddy. Uh, Our world is a mess right now. And what do you believe is causing all this division and all of this out of balance living? 
I'll tell you, we touched on it a little bit earlier. I have never seen in my women's ministry, and you know, I've been teaching for 30 plus years. I've never seen a time in our personal lives where so many people were suffering from anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I think that has caused personal anxiety with, you know, just different people. I get that there are some heavy things Mm -hmm. that people dealing with. And I have walked through many, many valleys. I don't want it to be like, oh, Teddy, you know, she's so happy all the time. She's so, um, you know, upbeat and bright. And I know that you can relate to this too so much, Barbara, because you've walked a couple of very deep valleys. More than a couple. (laughs) Yeah. And we need to talk about those things. We need to let the younger generation of women understand, look, we are in a place right now that, um, is a little bit less chaotic than when we had young children and we were trying to do our careers. But life can be very, very difficult. In fact, scripture tells us that it is going to be difficult. There's a lot of turmoil in the world, Jesus says. But don't fear that because I have come overcome the world. And so when we're living with anxiety, basically, if we get down to the bottom of anxiety, what it is, is fear. Mm-hmm. So let's look at what the Bible says, that there are 365 verses on do not fear in the Bible, one for every day. And the Lord is just telling us, look, I am with you. Do not fear because I am with you. I believe that this division and out of what's living it is rooted in fear, but it also causes people to act differently than if they were at peace. Mm-hmm. Just think of the way I, you know, I'm thinking of the way I act differently. When I'm at peace, I'm more calm. I react better. I'm not as reactionary. I have patience. I have things that, you know, are easy for me to uh, do. And when I'm working out of fear or anxiety, I am short with people. I am um, thinking about the next thing before I solve this problem. I'm I'm projecting, which a lot of women do, and that's a very, very dangerous thing to do, to live in projection. And I'll give you an example. I think a lot of people will hear some bad news or they will think something's going to happen and they start living their life as if that bad things happened and they're 10 years down the road with it. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says live one day at a time. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that as a people, as a Christian church, as a nation. We we really need to take that particular advice from the Lord to heart that God is in the details of today. I love something that Corey Ten Boom wrote. Let's see. I wrote it down somewhere. I was going to read it to you. Corey Ten Boom said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. It's so wonderful to have certain, you know, quotes from people who really did walk through a very fiery furnace Mm -hmm. and came out to tell us about it and how how God is and how he is so faithful. Um, But we serve a God of restoration. We serve a God of rehabilitation. There are people struggling with horrible addictions that they feel like there's no way out. If you are struggling with an addiction, I'm going to tell you, there is a lot of help for you. And we have created a society that helps people with addiction 
but what you need to know is that Jesus Christ can overcome anything with you. You and the Lord can overcome anything if you surrender to him and give that over to him. I believe it with my whole heart. I've seen it so many times um, in so many different things. But when we project, well, I, I want to stop you know, in this sin that I'm in, but I don't know if I can carry it on to tomorrow and the next day and 10 years down the road. Just live that today. That's so, so important. Um, so as far as out of balance living, I think it's this anxiety. We need to get a hold of it and we need to stop worrying and we need to have faith. We need to have faith that the Lord Jesus is still on the throne and things are happening that seem out of control, but we need to have faith and trust that our future is in his hands, not hanging in the balance of some politician or Washington making a decision or, you know, even something going on in your own community. It's the Lord Jesus that we need to trust with our future. I am hanging on every word and there are people out there that need to hear this. We might have to play this more than once for a lot of people who might have missed it and want to hear your amazing wisdom and based on experiences that you can share with us. Thank mm-hmm. you, Teddy. Thank you. Because you've you've walked this and you've lived this and you've survived this. And and not only just for you, uh, you've done this in front of your children and now in front of people all over Texas, all over the country. And we thank you. I, I feel calmer just hearing your voice share these absolute facts. They are in the Bible. They are written. They are true, and you are living them. Well, I appreciate that so much. And that's that's what we share, too, is our faith together. That Okay, let's say, Barbara, that you or I, or let's take me, I'll have something that I feel really anxious about. What a blessing that I could come to my Christian friend, Barbara, and say, Barbara, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. And you might say, you know what, let's take this to the Lord in prayer. We're going to take this to the Lord. We're going to allow him to help us. And the three of us are going to figure this out together. That's another thing about parenting. I think that we can add into that uh, family and faith because those things go so beautifully together. Mm -hmm. Family and faith go so beautifully together because your children need ha- need to have someone they can go to for prayer. Prayer is the most powerful, the most dynamic thing that we have. I I think that you're like me and that I I will see something that needs to be done and I will do it. I mean, I'm on it. That sort of personality. You and I share that kind of personality. You're very type A. Yes, very type A. And I've always been that way. In fact, my whole family is like that. Yeah, <laughs> I've got that too. <laughs> that's type A's, which I love. I yes, love that. We yes, get we get it done. Yes, we do it. But what we have to remember is what we really have that's more powerful than anything that we can do is that we have the power of prayer. And the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I sort of misunderstood that word righteous. I'm thinking a really good person, a wonderful Christian, a strong believer. But as I kind of did some word study, the word righteous there is applied to Abraham about him totally and completely trusting that God will do it. That's how the word is originally used in the Hebrew language. So think about this. 
if, if I am totally and completely sold out to the idea that I'm taking this prayer to the Lord, I'm praising him, I'm worshiping him, and I'm asking him to help me do this according to his perfect will, he will do it. That is what scripture says. And so this is the way that we need to be living as Christians, that our prayers availeth much, not because we're doing so good, quote unquote, mm -hmm. it's because we believe that God will do it. And those are two very different things. So faith to me is knowing and understanding that within, within his will, if he wants that done, he will do it. And then what if I'm saying, if he doesn't do what I'm I've asked him to do. It may be a wayward child that's, you know, not, not practicing your faith. It may be um, a marriage situation that's become very difficult. It may be um, the control you feel like you have to have on every sig single situation, whatever it is, whatever it is, take that to the Lord, tell him you understand and believe that he can heal this, that he can get this back on track that he can make this happen. And I'm telling you, the peace that you will feel for surrendering that thing will allow you to think more clearly about it so that maybe there is something that the Lord's going to ask you to do about that. So I just believe that the Bible is the greatest resource and the greatest roadmap in the world. And we do not take advantage. We read a lot of other books about the Bible, which is great. I do that too. But we need to be in the word. We need to be reading what Jesus said. We need to be reading the Psalms and understanding, you know, what, what is it that God is wanting me to do? What's my purpose today? And keeping my eyes open for the purpose of God in my day that day. Absolutely beautiful. If more people could hear you, Teddy, a lot of that division, maybe all of it, and out of balance living and chaos <laughs> would go away. And you have stated the facts. We've both been blessed to have seen and felt the power of prayer. And yes. I write about it and you share about it. And it is there if people only understood and believed that. And I sometimes say, uh, I, I don't know why these things are happening for me. And maybe you question that too. But I think it's because God knew that we would share this, that we would use the blessings he has given us during these troubled times that mm -hmm. we've both experienced to share and maybe help somebody else. I know you have helped plenty of people today, including me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, you've got to come back. You've got, you've got to do this again. I, I'm just so uh, appreciative of all that you've shared. And your words are so powerful and so meaningful to me and to everybody listening to this today. I want all these people to be able to get in touch with you, to learn more from you. So tell That's us how right. to do that. Well, I do have a website. Um, would love for you to visit my website. And then I have an email too. Um, so my website is uh, Living the Balanced Life and then Living the Balanced Life at teddyor.com. So you can go on that website and just see some of my Bible studies. And um, I've written you know, four or five Bible studies for women's groups mainly, but they could be for individual study as well. So um, that's how to get in touch with me. And I would love to hear from anybody. I would love to 
you know, have a conversation with anyone. So please reach out. And I've loved being here with you, Barbara. This has been the greatest privilege, really and truly. And I'm I'm just so privileged to call you friend um, and to know you and have been influenced by you all these many, many years. What What a blessing. You are the blessing, Teddy, and I am the grateful one. I am the one who has, <laughs> it's a privilege to have you on my very first podcast as a guest. Yep. So thank you. I would love it if you would close this one with a favorite scripture or prayer or both. Oh, absolutely. That would be, that would be wonderful. When we were talking about anxiety, I want to, I want to just tell you that one of the other things I think that causes anxiety is unforgiveness. I believe if we release bitterness and resentment against others, against circumstances, we will feel more free. And the greatest verse, of course, Colossians 3, that chapter in the Bible is just how to live the Christian life. But I love this. Colossians 3.13 says, be gentle and ready to forgive. Never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. That is such a powerful statement, and I'm I'm just so blessed by that every day and, and so blessed by you. And let me just close with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this time together. I ask that everybody who is hearing this would be blessed, that they would be anointed, and that they would feel your presence in a powerful way today. We praise you for this day. We put you in the number one spot in the driver's seat to rule and reign over our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 